0: Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn?
1: Hymn number seven. Abide with me, fast breaks the morning light. Our day star rises, banishing all night. Thou art our strength, O truth that maketh free. We would unfailingly abide in thee. Hymn number seven.
0: If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. That's where you'll find the readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is, Moral Courage is a Quality of God, and the readings will now be given... By Craig from New Jersey.
2: The Bible, First Chronicles. Now it came to pass, as David sat in his house, that David said to Nathan the prophet, Lo, I dwell in a house of cedars, but the ark of the covenant of the Lord remaineth under curtains. Then Nathan said unto David, Do all that is in thine heart, For God is with thee. And it came to pass the same night that the word of God came to Nathan, saying, Go and tell David my servant, Thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt not build me an house to dwell in? And I have been with thee whithersoever thou hast walked, and have cut off all thine enemies from before thee, and have made thee a name like the name of the great men that are in the earth. Also, I will ordain a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, and they shall dwell in their place, and shall be moved no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness waste them any more, as at the beginning. And since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, Moreover, I will subdue all thine enemies. Furthermore, I tell thee that the Lord will build thee an house, and it shall come to pass, when thy days be expired, that thou must go to be with thy fathers, that I will raise up thy seed after thee, which shall be of thy sons. And I will establish his kingdom, he shall build me in house, and I will establish his throne forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son, and I will not take my mercy away from him, as I took it from him that was before thee. According to all these words, and according to all this vision, so did Nathan speak unto David. And David the king came and sat before the Lord and said, Who am I, O Lord God? And what is mine house that thou hast brought me hitherto? And yet this was a small thing in thine eyes, O God, for thou hast also spoken to thy servant's house for a great while to come and hast regarded me according to the estate of a man of high degree, O Lord God. O Lord, there is none like thee, neither is there any God beside thee. According to all that we have heard with our ears, and what one nation in the earth is like thy people Israel, whom God went to redeem to be his own people, to make thee a a name of greatness and terribleness by driving out nations from before thy people whom thou hast redeemed out of Egypt. For thy people Israel, didst thou make thine own people forever. And thou, Lord, became their God. Therefore now, Lord, let the thing that thou hast spoken concerning thy servant, and concerning his house, be established forever, and do as thou hast said. Let it even be established, that thy name may be magnified forever, saying, The Lord of hosts is the God of Israel, even a God to Israel, and let the house of David thy servant be established before thee. First Kings. Now the days of David drew nigh that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithersoever thou turnest thyself, that the Lord may continue his word, which he spake concerning me, saying, If thy children take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth, with all their heart, and with all their soul, There shall not fail thee. And said he, A man on the throne of of Israel. So David slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. Science and Health Moral courage is the lion of the tribe of Judah, the king of the mental realm. Free and fearless, it roams in the forest. Undisturbed, it lies in the open field or rests in green pastures beside the still waters. In the figurative transmission from the divine thought to the human, diligence, promptness, and perseverance are likened to the cattle upon a thousand hills. They carry the baggage of stern resolve and keep pace with highest purpose. Tenderness accompanies all the might imparted by spirit. Understanding the control which love held over all, Daniel felt safe in the lion's den, and Paul proved the viper to be harmless. All of God's creatures moving in the harmony of science are harmless, useful, indestructible. A realization of this grand verity was a source of strength to the ancient worthies. It supports Christian healing, enables its possessor to emulate the example of Jesus. And God saw that it was good. Patience is symbolized by the tireless worm creeping over lofty summits persevering in its intent. The serpent of God's creation or creating is neither subtle nor poisonous, but is a wise idea, charming in its adroitness. For love's ideas are subject to the mind which forms them, the power which changes the serpent into a staff. Your mirrored reflection is your own image or likeness. If you lift a weight, your reflection does this also. If you speak, the lips of this likeness move in accord with yours. Now compare man before the mirror to his divine principle, God. Call the mirror divine science and call man the reflection. Then note how true, according to Christian science, is the reflection to its original. As the reflection of yourself appears in the mirror, so you, being spiritual, are the reflection of God. The substance, life, intelligence, truth, and love which constitute deity are reflected by His creation. And when we subordinate the false testimony of the corporeal senses to the facts of science, we shall see this true likeness and reflection everywhere. Miscellaneous Writings from the New Birth St. Paul speaks of the new birth as waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. The great Nazarene prophet said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Nothing aside from the spiritualization, yea, the highest Christianization of thought and desire, can give us the true perception of God and divine science. That results in health, happiness, and holiness. The new birth is not the work of a moment. It begins with moments and goes on with years, moments of surrender to God, of childlike trust and joyful adoption of good. Moments of self-abnegation, self-consecration, heaven-born hope and spiritual love. Time may commence, but it cannot complete the new birth. Eternity does this for progress is the law of infinity Only through the sore travail of mortal mind shall soul as sense be satisfied and man awake in his capital his likeness What a faith-lighted thought is this that mortals can lay off the old man until man is found to be the image of the infinite good that we name God, and the fullness of the stature of man in Christ appears. Here, then, is the awakening from the dream of life and matter to the great fact that God is the only life, that therefore we must entertain a higher sense of both God and man, We must learn that God is infinitely more than a person or finite form can contain. That God is a divine whole and all, an all-pervading intelligence and love, a divine infinite principle, and that Christianity is a divine science. This newly awakened consciousness is wholly spiritual, It emanates from soul instead of body, and is the new birth begun in Christian science. The prominent laws which forward birth in the divine order of science are these. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Love thy neighbor as thyself. These commands of infinite wisdom translated into the new tongue, their spiritual meaning, Signify, thou shalt love spirit only, not its opposite, in every God quality, even in substance. Thou shalt recognize thyself as God's spiritual child only, and the true man and the true woman, the all harmonious male and female, as of spiritual origin. God's reflection thus as children of one common parent, whereas and whereby father, mother, and child are the divine principle and divine idea, even the divine us, one in good and good in one.
0: We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together The Lord's Prayer.
1: Our
3: Yeah.
0: will you please announce the next
4: hymn? Hymn number 18. Be firm and be faithful, desert not the right. The brave become bolder, the darker the night. Then up and be doing, though cowards may fail. Thy duty pursuing, dare all and prevail. M number 18.
0: Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. At all our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. People from all over the world have found our church. And we are sincerely thankful for each and every one of you who have found us. We maintain an inspiring and enlightening website, plainfieldcs.com, that is constantly being updated with fresh and timely things to read, study, and listen to. In fact, we have a number of websites in several different languages. This is our missionary work, and it brings Mary Baker Eddy's revelation of Christian science to people in countries all around the world who are, ready, who are really in need of this truth. Everyone is welcome to look through our websites. They are all free of charge. Our next Bible study will be in two and a half weeks. That would be on Saturday, May 22nd. So mark your calendar and be sure not to miss it. The Bible study questions are already on the website. Um, So check them out and join us in two and a half weeks on Saturday, May 22nd at 10 a.m. for a lively and fascinating discussion. And speaking of fascinating discussions, On Sundays, at 10 a.m., we have our roundtable discussion, which really is valuable training in operative Christian science. And then our church service begins at 11 o'clock. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. It has its own teleconference number, So if you have a child who doesn't live in the area and would like to attend, they can attend by telephone. Please call the church to get the phone number, and we'll be very happy to welcome your child. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So when you come, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy the section entitled, Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, It scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask, that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your phone. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Kari from Arkansas. Go ahead,
5: please. Good evening, thank you for saying my name correctly. Um, I've been listening to uh Plainfield services now for about a year, and I listen to the church services, the round table discussions, the Bible studies. I really enjoy them. I hear many people calling in and standing up in church and expressing lots of gratitude. So I need to express my gratitude as well. Thank you, God. Thank you for this wonderful organization and the sincere seekers of truth. Only God could have led me to this church, and I've learned a tremendous amount in just one year. And I really feel like this church is honoring Mrs. Eddie's wishes and practicing Christian science the way it should be practiced. And thank you so much, and have a lovely evening. Thank you. Dave from
0: Florida. Dave from Florida. Go ahead, please.
6: Yeah, hi. Uh, the last Wednesday afternoon, I started feeling pretty sick and nauseous and out of it. I asked a practitioner for help, and she said she would help, and also that this was an attack on our meeting that night. And if it's attacking me, it's attacking others. She said to make sure I'm praying for the service. I did that, and it wasn't long before I was feeling fine. And I, of course, kept working for the service, which was wonderful. I'm just grateful for this quick healing, for this lesson, to be a member here, and to know that we are practicing Christian science the way Mrs. Eddy intended. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead, please.
7: Good evening. Thank you for tonight's service. And Craig, thank you for the inspiring readings. I'm grateful for the beautiful music and the testimony so far. Tonight, I'd like to give a testimony about a healing I had as a young girl. I believe I was about 15 or 16 at the time. I had a large space between my two front teeth. And at first it didn't bother me, but as I became a teenager, I started to feel very self-conscious and embarrassed about it. Getting braces was not an option, and so I just accepted it. Now, every night before going to sleep, I would always say my prayers and have conversations with God about the day. And one evening while I was doing this, the thought came to me that God fills all space. I felt such a certainty that if God fills all space, he was right there filling that space. It was just a simple truth that I had learned in Sunday school, and with the childlike faith that Jesus spoke of, I thanked God, finished my prayers, and went to sleep. I didn't think about it the next morning, and it wasn't until a day later, while getting ready to go to school, I saw that the space between my teeth had closed. I really didn't feel surprised, but I remember being so happy and thankful to God. It wasn't until many years later, looking back, that I realized that I didn't have to make a long or elaborate petition to God, that one pure truth stated with the faith of a child and the expectation that God would take care of it was all that was really needed. I've been thinking a lot about this lately, about being God's child, the child that we are all already in reality, the perfect child of God. I'm so grateful to God for this long-ago healing and for the lessons it's still teaching me today, and for Christian science. I'm so grateful for my practitioner. I'm grateful to this Plainfield Church, and I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Ahead, Florida. Joanne from Florida. Go ahead, please.
8: Thank you. We're in the midst of a major bathroom renovation right now, and I was feeling stressed and out of sorts because our home is in complete disorder, with dust and noise everywhere. I asked the practitioner here to pray for me so that I could know God is in the midst of this job. Well, thanks to the practitioner's prayers, the stress from this upheaval left me and my peace and joy returned. Plus the construction work is moving more quickly and smoothly. Also in the midst of this construction, my husband and I decided to escape overnight to a nearby hotel that we love. We also asked the practitioner for prayerful support on this trip. As a result, the weather was beautiful Our room was perfect with a balcony where we sat and enjoyed the peace and beauty of the surroundings. When we returned home to the construction disarray, I felt refreshed and peaceful and was able to think more clearly. I'm so grateful for Christian science and for all the practitioners' support. And thank you for this healing service tonight. It's good to be here with you all. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Elizabeth from Georgia. Elizabeth from Georgia. Go ahead, please.
9: Thank you. I'd like to testify to God's protection for my oldest son last week. Uh, it was early in the week, and he was driving on a busy five-lane interstate in a sports car. It was raining, and he was driving in the left lane, probably a little too fast for the conditions. But suddenly he felt his wheels leave the ground, hydroplaning, no doubt, and without warning, his tires turned right and he lost control. He told me he crossed four lanes of traffic, weaving in and out of several cars, and came within about a yard of a semi-truck, traveling in the far right lane, before he was able to turn the car, but then it crossed the four lanes again, weaving in and out of cars, before almost hitting the left median. He was untouched, and his car was untouched. He was shaking, and he told me, I don't know how I survived that. And I told him, well, I know how you survived that. I explained to him that I often work with the 91st Psalm, and the night before this incident, I was up for several hours. I had been praying with the verses. He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands. Lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. I told him I often pray for protection for everyone in the family, and I printed out the 91st Psalm for him. My gratitude is overflowing for God's protection and for this Psalm that's so comforting and healing and applies to anything in our lives. And thank you, Craig, also for those beautiful readings. Thank you.
0: Patricia from Canada. Go ahead, please.
10: I was once teaching a delightful Sunday school class of nine and ten-year-olds. One of the girls in my class brought along her cousin from a Christian fundamentalist church in southern United States. Her cousin was being trained as a missionary, and her perspective made for a very lively discussion in the class. The topic of the Bible lesson that week centered around the allness of God and the unreality of evil. We were talking about, I am the Lord, and there is none else. And in Genesis, God commanded, thou shalt not partake of the knowledge of good and evil. That God made man in his image and likeness good. And then, one of my students said, there is no devil. And at that, the young visitor became very loud and tried to take over the class. Standing up, she preached loudly to defend her view. And you know, I must say, I did admire her and the other students for speaking up for their sense of truth. The large open concept Sunday school had classrooms that were divided by wooden frames covered with heavy cloth. So the other classes could hear this too, and they kept glancing over In a supportive manner, I trusted that there would be a solution that we could, all of us, learn from. And I could see that the Sunday school superintendent decided to pray rather than intervene. The girl became even louder and finally took a Bible and slammed it on the table shouting, What translation are you reading from? I showed her that we had read from the King James Bible. At that, she became... Very quiet, sat down and thought and thought while we continued talking. And then suddenly she leaned forward, coming within perhaps several inches from my face, stared me in the eye, and said earnestly, Do you mean to tell me that there is no devil? I replied, Yes, my dear. Although it may seem otherwise when we look around, But I'm sure you already know from your Bible studies that we have to use our spiritual senses, reason, and revelation, and not just listen to thoughts about evil or limitation, which God just would not send us. Jesus said, cast out devils. The belief that there are any devils with any power, the Almighty is all power, fills all space and she seemed to grasp the concept. Years later, her mother sent word to give thanks for what her daughter had learned in our class because after Sunday school, when their family was having a reunion lunch, her daughter abruptly left the lunch table. Her mother went to her bedroom to see what was wrong. She found that her daughter was having a severe migraine headache. So her mother told her to just, Get quiet and think about what she'd learned in Sunday school. The girl did so and was instantly healed. The mother explained that her daughter had had these migraines since she was a small child. But after that Sunday school class, her daughter never again had another migraine headache. Praise be to our good God. Thank you.
11: Thank you. Jeremy. I'm grateful for all I am learning here and for how learning to live this science brings real blessings into my life. About two years ago, I was in the print room here at church and Lil came in with a plant of some type in her hands. It wasn't in a pot and there was no soil. It was just a bit of green. And my first thought was she was throwing it away. I opened the trash for her but she said that she was going to see if she could get it to grow again i was pretty shocked by that and i thought about it for a while and i realized that we all have opportunities that we say yes to and others we say no to and i started examining myself more after that around that same time my daughter started getting into plants and most of our conversations since then have had some bit of her talking about repotting this thing and propagating another and because of that I started learning and as I learned more I remembered my practitioner saying that Suzanne from Vermont had told her that some planters in front of the church would look good. This had come up like six or seven years ago. My practitioner asked a few people to make it happen but it went nowhere at the time. I realized that all this was coming up as an opportunity for me to say yes to it now. So with help from Shardell and Linda, there are planters in front of the church now. And I'm so grateful for all the lessons I have learned in Plainfield about demonstrating Christian science and listening to spiritual sense, which made this whole project a very peaceful and joyous event. It is wonderful and unexpected how all I have learned in this church and from my practitioner has opened my life up to so many opportunities. I'm so grateful to be a member here. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Shardy.
6: Good evening, and yes, thank you very much for those outstanding readings. In the Unity Watch from Plainfield last night, it said, Come ready to give convincing proof of God's healing power, end quote. My heart is filled with gratitude for my practitioner and the teachings here at Plainfield. I realize that I am learning more about praying and really listening to God, keeping to my duties and understanding that I will know what, when, and how to go forward under God's direction. I heard once that God accepts our humility, gratitude, and love. During the last week, there have been many blessings. Lost items found, jobs were done with joy, protection from a car that went through a stop sign and stopped just in time to make sure that both of us were safe. I am also helping a friend, an old friend, way across the country. She is alone. And as in a wellness rehab center, I was able to help a little bit. My cup runneth over, and I rejoice evermore. Thank you.
0: Thank you.
12: Linda. I want to express my uh, thank you for the readings tonight, first of all, and the music. I want to express my gratitude for the lessons I'm learning about maintaining and using spiritual sense, understanding prayer, and building a relationship with our Father, Mother, God. I spent many years of rushing around, using willpower, and trying to make everyone happy. It was not a peaceful energy, and eventually I hit a wall. During this time, I discovered Plainfield on the Internet. At first, I wasn't sure if I wanted anything to do with church, but after coming to the classes and putting into practice the practical instructions daily and witnessing transformation that I could only credit to God, changed my thought about this place, and I love it. During the first few years, I regularly worked with a field practitioner and I'm grateful for being healed of a physical condition that, due to lack of strength, restricted my ability to get around as I once did. During this time, I learned that the things of God are not a light matter and that I needed to approach this with respect rather than a casual sense as I had been. I learned step-by-step to start to put God first in my life and in the middle of my relationships. The other day, I had an errand that I wanted to accomplish, and I found myself struggling to decide when and where. So before the next step, I took a moment and sat quietly and listened for an answer. I kept getting a strong feeling to go home and skip the task once home i got the idea to go down to the basement right away it turned out that there was a very steady link leak <laughs> going down at that time prevented a worse condition cleaning it up went well and i mentioned this with gratitude because of my practitioner's support during this process of cleanup and repair and how seamlessly it went compared to past experiences before practicing Christian science correctly. I'm very grateful for the teachings of Christ Jesus, the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, and how Christian science is lived as it's meant to be at this church. Thank you.
0: Gary.
3: I'm very grateful tonight for a lesson that uh, I started learning many years ago, I feel sometimes I'm still learning it, but uh, it was a really transformative lesson. And that is that uh, God has a destiny for us, or a plan for us, that's far better and more satisfying than any human destiny or plan could ever be, or that anybody could ever come up with for us. I remember as a adolescent and a young adult, people would ask me what do you want to do when you grow up and I always felt a little funny because I always said well I don't know. <laughs> but that kind of pressure, which I think most people feel, led me to believe over time that there were, you know, it, it was important to go to certain schools, or have a certain type of job, or accomplish certain things, or have certain things in order to be happy. And it was subtle, but it was very strong. I also thought that it was important to have people approve of me, (laughs) and that's a real trap. And for quite a while, when I was being driven by those thoughts, I, uh, I sometimes had my worst problems, and I would have to retrace my steps. And at times when I did acquire the things that I thought I wanted, I might be happy for a day, and then the happiness would be gone, and then there would be a very empty feeling. And it certainly did not give me any sense of purpose to my life. Well, I thank God that Christian science has been part of my life and that it has taught me that God knows better than anyone what is right for me. And generally that means giving and doing for others and doing it with a smile on my face and love in my heart. And I have found that when I do that, God provides everything I really need. Maybe not everything I want, but certainly everything that I need. And gives me a sense of satisfaction and a sense of purpose in my life that nobody can ever take away. And I find that when I do this correctly, listen for God's direction and follow it, I'm more stable, more secure in knowing that God really is in control of my life. And I don't have to worry about my trying to be in control of my life, which I really couldn't do anyway. And there's a verse in Isaiah that really has come to mean a lot to me. Isaiah 1 verse 19 says, If ye be willing and obedient ye shall eat the good of the land." And it really doesn't get any better than that. Christian science has taught me that I have really nothing to lack and in fact I have lacked nothing as a result of following God's direction. The only times I've ever experience lack or when I've screwed up and not followed what God was directing me to do. So I thank God for learning this. I thank God for Mary Baker Eddy for giving us the science of life itself and for learning to listen for God's direction and guidance and to know that it is the only thing that satisfies. So grateful to be here tonight with you all.
0: Thank you. Lil.
1: Thank you for the wonderful readings and the beautiful music. God is working good in our lives every moment. I was remembering a great working out many years ago when I was working full time. My permanent position was dissolved, so I left an application at a local company where I worked, nearby where I worked, and there through a couple of agencies, temporary agencies, working steadily, tempting with practitioner help. Then all the assignments ended. Just as I was finishing my assignment, the large company where I left my application, called for an interview, and I got the job. When we trust all to God, He cares for us. That was not a coincidence. I'm so grateful God cares for loving parts in our lives. I thank God, Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy for Christian science, this perfect way of life.
0: Thank you. Bruce.
4: So um, thank you very much for your announcements and describing all the fascinating discussions that we have. Mm-hmm. I had a chance to listen to the round table from this most recent Sunday, and it was just marvelous, I must say. It's about, uh, fear not, I have redeemed thee, and thou art mine, which is from the golden text from our lesson from the week before and it really has meant a lot to me especially the last line where it says thou art mine, this is God talking to us and it made me very grateful for Christian Science here in the Plainfield Church because it was only then that it was brought, came clear to me all of the claims that would say that you belong to me, whether or not it was human relationships that said they had a right to impose and uh, have their own way with me, or even other things like illnesses or fear or uncertainty, uh, bad habits, these all claimed that they owned me. But I started to learn here in this church with the help of a practitioner who instructed me repeatedly that I am God's child. There's only one that I belong to, and there's only one that possesses me, and that is Almighty God Himself. And repeatedly, over many years, with many experiences, it came clearer and clearer that, indeed, these other worldly elements do not possess me. They do not have a claim on me there's only one that had does and that's god god says thou art mine and uh, i'm very grateful for this experience and this journey and especially this week with mother's day coming up it remember good to remember who do we belong to us and our parents as well all of us belong to god and if we're united on that basis Things are very harmonious and good. So I'm very thankful for Christian Science here.
0: Thank you. I'm very grateful for a change that came about at, at my job. Um, I've been working for a while to to not be rushed and to just take my time, listen to God, uh, just work step-by-step with God and not get pushed into anything. And unexpectedly, recently, I was offered the opportunity to go part-time, to have less hours at work and um, go in later in the day. And that, boy, that's the answer to a prayer. I am so grateful for this opportunity. I took it. And uh, I started this week, and my mornings are so much more peaceful. I have more time to to talk to God and and to um, just hear Him, listen to Him. And instead of keeping one eye on the clock and you know so I can get out of, out to work on time, I can take my time and and just really just love God and and get such inspiration in the mornings. Now I am so grateful for this working out, and very grateful for practitioner help that has helped me so many times and in so many ways. Very grateful for Christian Science and grateful to God for, for bringing me here. Florence. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please.
13: Thank you, Craig, so much for the beautiful readings tonight. I'm so grateful to Christian Science or how it's changed the way I think and the way I see things. Mrs. Eddy on page 188 of Science and Health says that what is termed disease does not exist. And then she goes on to say that mortal existence is a dream of pain and pleasure in matter, a dream of sin, sickness, and death. And it is like the dream we have in sleep, in which everyone recognizes his condition to be wholly a state of mind. In both the waking and the sleeping dream, the dreamer thinks that his body is material and the suffering is in the body. I recently had two dreams, sleeping and the waking dream, and although they have nothing to do physically, It made me really appreciate what he's saying here. One night I dreamt that a beautiful picture of a flower in one of our bedrooms was missing. The The wall was just blank. And in the dream I started to get sad, but then in the morning I looked at it and the picture was there. And then the second one was I was sitting, looking through the window into our backyard and it seemed as if our neighbor had put an a rather ugly wooden object on our side of the fence. And so I, my thought was, okay, when I get ready here, I'll go and talk to them about it. But then the sun was shining. And it was so clear that that object had nothing to do with our side of the fence. I started to laugh, really, because... What a clear example of what Mrs. Said is talking about. How we can be taken so to a direction that is totally false. When the light by which we see, God's light comes, we see correctly. This is what I started to think. That how we are deceived so many times. And especially when something is painful. To what extent we are taken into this dream that makes everything seem so real. But the light by which we see, God's focus, that spiritual focus that puts everything right back into the way it is, really makes it plain that it is all a dream, not at all part of what's happening. Because God will not allow his children to suffer so. So I just wanted to share that tonight because the two dreams, waking and the sleeping dream, made it so clear to me once again, how so falsely we are misled by those suggestions that come, either what we hear in it or by the wrong ways in which we see things. I am so grateful to God that this lesson or this learning can be discerned where? Only through Christian science. I'm so grateful for the Bible lessons, the stories that we learn from them, the real meaning of them, and for Christ Jesus' example, Mrs. and all the workers ahead of us that have lived and told their story, so that we too might do our best to cultivate that true light by which we see correctly. So happy to be here tonight. Thank you.
14: Mary. Good evening, everyone. Um, this first was some someone, one of our friends in California sent this to us. Um, says today, May 5th, marks the 60th anniversary of Alan Shepard's historic flight aboard Freedom 7, making him the first American in space. Alan Shepard was once stated in a N- Nassau press conference that he was not a member of any church, but that, that he regularly attended the Christian Science Church. His wife and mother were both devoted students of Christian Science, and he grew up attending the Christian Science Sunday School. He took microfilm of the first issue of the Christian Science Monitor from 1908 with him to the moon. And this is an excerpt from a related interview with a golf teacher titled Fairway to Heaven from, an old, from a journal. <clears throat> Question. Do you ever learn from your students? Answer: Often One of my best lessons came from Alan Shepard, the astronaut whom I used to teach. Alan and I played together during the 1996 AT&T Bevel Beach Pro-Am PGA Tour Event. While we were on the course, he told a story that I'll never forget. He said that during his Apollo 14 lunar mission in 1971, the onboard computer that gave telemetry measurements began to malfunction just as the lunar module was approaching the moon. That could have caused a disaster because the craft was supposed to land backwards and the astronauts needed the measurements because they couldn't see where they were going. As they approached the point of no return, the time when they had to decide whether to land on the moon or turn around, Alan thought about a phrase that he had been, that he told me he often relied on in difficult situations, which was, When things go wrong, God will put them right. That sounds really simple, but the way Alan said it to me, I could see the phrase wasn't just words. It was a childlike prayer full of faith and trust. Back in space, the astronauts got a call from the control center in Houston just after Alan thought about that idea. An engineer had figured out the computer glitch. It was corrected, and the spacecraft landed harmoniously. Sounds like Hidden Figures, that movie. (laughs) Anyway, um, okay, this is a, a testimony from Missouri. Not long after I had been led to Christian Science, and when I owned a horse-boarding stable, a Christian Science practitioner friend wanted to buy a pony for her daughter. We found a darling dappled gray pony mare, but we're told that she had regular bouts with colic, which is basically some kind of a stomach ache, which is thought to be the number one cause of deaths in horses. It's said in the horse community that horses have too many intestines that can get twisted when the horse rolls over and over in discomfort during a bout with colic. When I first came into Christian Science, I immediately saw through this absurd claim that God made a mistake when he created equines. The pony that we found was perfect for my friend's daughter, and being a Christian Science practitioner, She did not fear any potential problems with colic, so they decided to purchase the pony who was delivered to the stable. The practitioner and her daughter decided to name the pony Patience Glory. Then, not long after she arrived at the stable, she manifested the typical symptoms one afternoon, so I notified the owner who began Christian Science treatment. I worked to overcome fear as I had been raised in a different religion and had always turned to veterinary care for all of my horses. Late that night, I went to the stable to check on the pony again. During this visit, the human claim was uncovered to me. It was the claim of worms. I returned to my house and looked up worms in the concordance of Mrs. Eddy's writings. This led me to the citation in this evening's readings, from page 515 of the textbook. Patience is symbolized by the tireless worm creeping over lofty summits, persevering in its intent. The serpent of God's creating is neither subtle nor poisonous, but is a wise idea, charming in its adroitness for love's ideas are subject to the mind which forms them, the power which changes the serpent into a staff." Previously, I had not realized the importance of the name that my friends had chosen for their pony, but that evening it was made very clear to me, and it broke the mesmerism immediately. My fear vanished as I realized that the worms, God's creation, have no negative effect on the pony, another perfect creation of our Father-Mother God. The pony was healed with none of the typical human or veterinarian treatments. She was healed through prayer alone, and she and her little rider enjoyed many happy years together, and patience glory experienced no further claims of colic. Thank you so much for the readings this evening, Craig, that reminded me of this precious experience of God uncovering error that needed to be handled in my thought, which was then manifested outwardly in the healing of this pony. Any and all challenges we encounter can be overcome as we turn to our Father Mother God and to the teachings of our leader, Mary Baker Eddy, for solutions and healing. And then Massachusetts. My heart reaches out joyously and gratefully to the Plainfield Christian Science Church and all the family members there. Last Sunday, I had an opportunity to drive a fair distance to attend both round table and also attend a beautiful Sunday service at the church. Arriving in the parking lot, I was greeted by a member who was keeping an eye out for my arrival. Walking into the building, I was greeted by another member, and yes, hugs were plentiful, love reflecting love. Round table was not only the local church family, but those who also attend by calling in far and wide. I was grateful to be able to share in the loving instruction and experiences of those in attendance. Also, getting to attend church and do, to be amid, amidst members there There was such a strong feeling of being home. I am so grateful to the Plainfield Christian Science Church for all that they bring to the world, whether it be through their gorgeous website that is available for free to the world to use, for all the love that is shown through the work that each member brings to the table. I not only was greeted by a feast of love, song, and joy, but a table set for royalty with foods prepared at home and brought to the table and served to all. Yes, my tummy and heart was full to the brim as I began my long drive home. I am so grateful to have stumbled on to a link leading me home to Plainfield Christian Science Church. My heart is very grateful for the preservation of teachings of many of those who were close to Mrs. Eddy. Students she gave careful instruction to and who in turn taught others what the Christ science really is. I am humbled and grateful for Mrs. Eddy's work leaving a path for us to follow. And I'm most grateful for all those beautiful, welcoming family members at the Plainfield Christian Science Church. My heart joyously sings of gratitude and love. Thank you. And then this is a testimony from Canada. A few weeks ago, I had a toothache, and despite my work and prayer, it got worse. After a few days, it was so painful that I had to take pain medication. Due to other circumstances, and as it was a weekend, I didn't consider going to the dentist. Because of the pain, pain, I sometimes could only think, God is good, and so am I, or other brief statements to affirm the truth. My wife was helping me, and she asked a Plainfield practitioner to support her. The following days I could handle the pain better. I also denied animal magnetism and thought about the powerlessness of evil. On Monday, the pain left me, but now there was a suggestion of a swollen jaw. I knew that it was about fear, and I had held steadfastly to the truth. Mary Baker Eddy's first sentence of the preface came to mind. Quote, to those leaning on the sustaining infinite, today speak with blessings, end quote, and science and health. When I woke up Wednesday morning, the tooth and the jaw were entirely healed, and that same morning I received an email from a classmate whom I had, hadn't heard from in a long time. She wrote about her dental problems and how painful they were, and she dealt for a half a year with it. The dentists weren't very helpful and even landed and she even landed in an an emergency room. She was not satisfied about how she'd been treated, and she is an intensive care physician. This experience made me aware of the treasure to have Christian science in my life and to be able to learn and demonstrate it more and more, and it reminded me that Materia Medica never is a better option. I give thanks to our loving Father, Mother, God, Christian Science, and the tireless members of this church." And then lastly from England. I'm very grateful for the Bible studies and roundtable sessions which the Plainfield members so kindly broadcast, and for all the preparation and thought which goes into them. I generally listen to them more than once. It was helpful to hear about the relative and absolute disgust and to read Joanne's forum posting about this as well, I've heard it mentioned in the organization, but did not really understand it. Thank you also for mentioning the article oneness, which I have been working with each day as of late, and I have been very pleased to have a copy of the of the blue book to read. And I imagined and I managed to share one small piece with a neighbor. The idea of sharing is still mega scary for me as here it is very socially unacceptable to mention religion. Nevertheless, to my great relief, it was welcomed by our lovely neighbor, which was encouraging. I thank you all for this wonderful church with love and gratitude. Oh, I'm just very grateful tonight for you all. Thank you for those who testify live and send me things to read. Grateful for the readings tonight and Beautiful music and to be with you. as always. God bless you and your evening.
15: Thank
0: you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last
13: hymn
12: Hymn number 80 God
13: is working his purpose
12: out. God is working His purpose out and the time is drawing near. Nearer and nearer draws the time, the time that shall surely be, when the earth shall be filled with the glory of God, as the waters cover the sea." Hymn number 82.